When you're in the business of spending money to make money, how do you know if it's working? Let's talk about how much money you could be saving or making by tracking your ROI. And ROI is short for return on investment. Hi guys, thanks for listening to the Savvy Agent Podcast. My name is Heather Wright and I'm the owner of Savvy Agent, where I've taught thousands of agents how to grow their real estate business by working smarter, not harder, so they have time to live their life. I also sell real estate in Des Moines, Iowa, and I'm right there in the trenches with you every day. In each podcast, you're going to get at least one strategy you can implement immediately into your business that will give you the edge over your competition. On this episode, we're going to talk about how much money you could be saving or making by tracking your return on your investment, your ROI, knowing how much money you're spending and how much money you're making because of that spend is half the battle. So we've all probably heard that you have to spend money to make money. And I believe that I believe in advertising. I believe in spending money on lead generation. I, I spend a lot of money in my business. But I also believe that you should know if that money is actually well spent or not. And unfortunately, it's not a feeling like you can't make decisions. Well, I guess you can, but you shouldn't be making financial decisions based on your feelings. You should use facts. I say that to my real estate clients too. We should not be making decisions based on our feelings. We should use facts. So Let's talk about a friend of mine, for an example. She is spending $5,000 approximately a month on lead generation between Realtor.com and Zillow. And you might not be a fan of either one of those, and they might be the enemy in, in your opinion, and that's okay. But for the purpose of this conversation, they're valid lead pillars, and she's spending the money already. So if you're going to spend it, you want to make sure that it is being spent wisely, right? Like you don't just want to give $5,000 a month for nothing. So when I asked her, oh my God, you're spending $5,000 a month on leads. Holy crap. How much are you making from that? And she sheepishly says, I don't know. You know, I'm a high D <laughs> controlling person. So of course I just want to take over everything and do it all for her. She doesn't know how much she's making from her lead sources because she's not tracking it. And I can tell you that she's also not making as much as she could be because she's not working the leads. So there's a couple of things that go into your ROI. First of all, how much are you spending? How much are you making as a result of it? And then if you know, you're not making as much as you could because of the actions that you're taking, you know, she's following up on the lead one time she gets the lead and sends them a text. And if they don't respond, that's it. No, 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 no. And spending more money on leads is not always the best way. I remember once upon a time, I was spending close to $5,000 a month on Zillow leads. And it was the worst decision I could have made. We were getting so many leads that we were converting even less. So more is not always more. Sometimes less is more. Now there's probably a lot of fancy ways that you can track your expenses and your income 
but I use a spreadsheet. I also have an assistant who tracks all of my stuff in QuickBooks uh, to give it to our, C our CPA. But I actually, I I've, I've learned that I will only look at numbers if I'm tracking them off of my, you know, monthly statements onto my annual spreadsheet. And so in my business, I name my spreadsheets, Heather 2021, Heather 2020, and then go back to, I think it was in 2012 when I started this. For my income, I track the agent and I have a small team, remember? So I track the name of the agent that sold the property. If you're, you know, on your own, of course, it's going to be your, your name every time. What type of client was it? Was it a buyer, seller, a referral? Was it a renter? Their name, of course. And then I track their source. Like, where did they come from? Did they come from, are they a friend? So their sphere of influence, were they a past client? If they're a past client, I also track their subsource. So were they a past client that I originally got from Zillow? That's their subsource. Is it a Zillow lead that comes in because of a connection call? So Zillow is the source and a connection is the subsource, or maybe they were just you know, a random nurture lead. Well, so then that's the subsource. I track the date that the lead came in, the date we made the offer and the date that it's closing. So that way I can tell you the average time to convert a lead in my business this year is 63 days. That's 63 days from the date that they enter our system to the date that they write an offer. We track their address, what town they bought in, and then I also track the commission information. So what the sales price is, whether it's closed or pending, and then the gross commission, what the split is for my buyer's agent or ISA, how much Remax is getting, how much Remax is getting at the national level versus the local level, a referral percent if I paid it. And so all of those numbers roll up to what I am uh, you know, how much I've closed and pended year to date, how many listings I've had year to date versus the buyers year to date, how many listings or buyers each are in pending, our average price per transaction, our total team GCI, my net commission, gross pending commission. You can track all of these things. I also track how much I have given to Remax. That's the brokerage that I'm at because I need to track return on investment there as well. Track those referral fees, the referral income that you're getting. And I also track my contract fallout, which in 2021, so far we've had four contracts fallout, which is less than 10%. So if we had had, let's see, four divided by 56. Yeah, so it's 7% for contract fallout, which is pretty good. I think I had a coach once tell me that the more she sold, her contract fallout rate was around 20%. I don't know. That seems pretty high to me, but it also is probably market dependent. So I don't really know what a good baseline for you is going to be. You should set your own baseline. I know that 7% for us is pretty good. I'm not worried about that. If it were 20%, I'd probably be a little bit worried. And then I would look at those failed contracts. And I would say, what's going on here? What could we have done differently? Why did this happen? Is there a trend between all of these? Maybe there's no pattern. Maybe there's no trend. That's okay, but you are a business owner. So these are the things that you need to think about because you're doing this to make money. So then I also track my expenses. So for example, this year I have spent $10,512 on Zillow. 
But when I look at how much income I have made, we have made as a team, and this is counting just new sales, not past client sales, new sales from Zillow, $74,296. If we take the $74,296 minus let me plug that in 74,296 minus the $10,512 that I spent to get those sales. And for anybody who's in real estate, like these numbers probably make sense to you. If my aunt is listening to this and she's like, oh my God, you're not supposed to talk about money. Like this makes me very uncomfortable. I don't want to know these numbers. Well, relax in real estate. We're very open about these things because I can guarantee you <laughs> that that $74,000 is not in my pocket. There are other expenses involved in building this business. And the more transparent we are with each other, the better off we're all going to be. You know, we're like the rising tide together. So when you take the $10,512 advertising costs out of that particular um, lead sources, gross commission, so that is then 63,784. Take that divided by the 10,512. So that's my net commission. Not really net. It's the gross commission minus the um, cost of advertising. So it's the net income after the cost of advertising. And you could probably use your actual net, but I use gross in this example. And that works out to a 6X ROI. So for every dollar I'm spending, I am making $6 in return. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm happy with $6, uh, $6 return on investment for every dollar that I'm spending. Now, if you don't track your numbers, this is gonna take you a little bit, maybe a couple of hours to track all of those things for, for the year. At a 6X ROI, I'm not worried about anything. Now I'm always thinking about what can we do to improve? Recently, we added an automated text message back into our follow-up plans. We had taken that out a few years ago because Zillow broke all of our stuff. So uh, we added that back in and it will be interesting in a couple of months to see if that has had a positive impact on our ROI. And even if it didn't increase the ROI, a 6X ROI is still nothing to sneeze at. Now, I want to remind you that 75% of our business comes from past clients, sphere of influence and referrals. So this is just a drop in the bucket. It's just one lead pillar that we spend a little bit of money on each month, but I want to make sure that it continuously works. For example, last year I invested in realtor.com and that was at the beginning of November. And I, I want to say I spent a little bit more than $2,000, which, you know, they, they sell their leads in a weird way. Oh, this will get you 127,000 leads or something, something stupid and ridiculous. So anyway, I thought, okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll add that as a lead pillar. We'll start small, see how it goes. And it just doesn't work for us. We have not converted one single realtor.com lead. We can convert Zillow all day long, but Realtor.com does not work for us. Now I would ask my friend who's spending $5,000 a month if Realtor.com works for her, but she doesn't know because when I ask her, Hey, 
how, how much business are you getting from this five grand that you're spending a month? And it's not all on realtor.com, but it's, it's a lot. She doesn't know. So I said, well, you've sold, I forget how many houses she sold this year, maybe 30, 35, something like that. Uh, maybe 40. And so I've said, I said, you've sold this many houses this year. So how many of those are from realtor.com? And she said, you know, not that many probably because I've had more referrals this year than in the past. The feelings that she's expressing would indicate that realtor.com is not the moneymaker she seems to think it is. However, when they call her and they say, hey, do you want to buy some more leads? She's like, yeah, sure. And she spends even more money. Why would you spend more money if you don't even know if it's performing? So I ask you that same question. Why would you spend money on realtor.com, on Zillow, on anything, a client party, a neighborhood event, if you're into geographic farming? Why would you spend money on anything if you're not planning on tracking the return on investment? If you're not planning on being a financially savvy business owner, why are you bothering in the first place? I mean, it's nice of you to stimulate the economy, but I mean, that's not putting food on your table. That's not making your car payment. That's not paying for your vacation. So if you're spending money on something and you evaluate it on a regular basis, then you know whether or not it is adding value to your business. And it's either adding value to your business by helping you make more money or by elevating the level of service that you're providing. So I spend money on like a website and that's not necessarily making me money, but it's helping us service our clients at a higher level than we would be able to without that particular tool. So in that case, the expense is warranted. Now, what I think is a good ROI and what you think is a good ROI might be totally different. $4 for every dollar that you spend is also a positive return on investment. But if you're comparing that to another lead source that maybe has a 10X return on investment for every dollar you spend, you make 10. Well, I mean, the four is still good, but what if you reallocated those funds into the 10? Now you have to be careful when you make changes like that, because like I said, more is not always more. So you have to be smart about it and deliberate with your choices. And I recommend testing it for a short period of time. I really dislike signing up for annual contracts because if something sucks in the first three months, it's unlikely to be better a year from now. So that's my system of knowing the return on investment for my paid lead sources. And actually for anything that I'm spending money on, I track my expenses monthly. And I ask myself the question every month, is this worth it? And when you track your sales, and the lead source they came from, you'll know without a doubt which lead sources are working and which ones you should dump. Now, I don't think that you should spend any money on fancy software to track your numbers. And because of that, I put together a free spreadsheet that you can get that comes with step-by-step -step video tutorials on how to use it. It's the exact spreadsheet that I use for my business, and you can download it at savvyagent.co slash numbers dash tracker. That's savvyagent.co slash numbers dash tracker. 
And I'll put a link in the show notes on this because like, that's kind of a hard link to remember, but yeah, go download your numbers tracker, which is funny. Cause there's a little video that explains why I created this freebie. And it's the same exact person that I'm talking about. And I made this video a few years ago. This is a resource that's been available for a while. Uh, but I made this video because I'd had a conversation with this same person. And so years later, she has still not changed. So please, if there is anything I can do for my personal experience that I can instill into you, it would be the habit of tracking your numbers because we're all in the business to make money. And how do you know if you're making enough if you don't track your numbers? Hey, thanks for listening. And if you'd like to swipe our entire Wealthy Agent Marketing Toolbox, it's packed with done-for-you content, graphics, social media posts, ad strategies, lead magnets, trainings on lead gen strategies, email swipe files, plus the numbers tracker, and a whole lot more. You can get that at SavvyAgent.co slash club.